Welcome to Decode Your Burnout, the podcast where we crack the code on burnout based on three primary factors, your programming, environment, and personality. We also feature experts who debunk the myths about what it takes to be successful in their industry and spin those tips to fit the workplace so you can optimize the way you work. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Grossman, a psychologist turned coach, author, and burnout expert. If you're burned out and want to go from exhausted to extraordinary, book a free breakthrough session with me by going to bookachatwithsharon.com. And if you want to see how you're doing and what to focus on next, download the burnout checklist. You'll find the link in the show notes or go to bit.ly forward slash check your burnout. Now let's get started. Hello, Decode Your Burnout fans, and welcome to another episode with me, Dr. Sharon Grisman. And today I'm joined by Dr. Michael Amster. Dr. Michael is a physician and awe researcher, writer, and teacher at the UC Berkeley Greater Good Science Center. With 20 years as a pain management specialist, he is currently the founding doctor of the pain management department at Santa Cruz Community Health a practitioner of meditation for over 30 years. He's also a certified yoga and meditation teacher. He splits his time between clinical work, research on awe, teaching mindfulness, and leading awe-inspiring retreats around the world. This is amazing. I'm so excited. So, Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sharon. It's such an honor to be here and to get to meet your community of podcasters. I'm just thrilled to talk about burnout with you and share a little bit about my story and the powerful emotion of awe and how it can help with that. Yeah, this is not something we typically talk about. So this is totally new and it's exciting. We get to kind of break new ground here. So this is very cool. But before we dive into all of that awesomeness, let's talk about your burnout story. Tell us what happened. Sure. So I'm a pain management specialist and it's it's probably one of the hardest fields of medicine is it's working with patients all day long that are dealing with chronic pain. And a lot of people are also a due for amount of palliative care. So it's definitely a high burnout area of medicine. And um, back at my old prior job, I used to also be the medical director. So I had part administrative duties and clinical duties, seeing about 30 plus patients a day and, you know, started having the typical uh, symptoms of burnout where I felt depleted of energy, quite exhausted. I felt distance from my job. There's Definitely a fair amount of political stuff going on in my organization. So it was just a difficult place to be. And I went through a burnout period and I cut back to half time to sort of have my burnout recovery. The story goes that I actually started an organization to teach mindfulness and wellness to doctors who were dealing with burnout. I started an organization called Wellness for Doctors and I led a few retreats. And then actually in the process of planning and leading all these retreats, I had my own burnout on teaching about burnout to doctors. It was actually quite exhausting leading medical doctors on wellness retreats and then bringing all of their burnout to the table as well. So I guess I've had a few burnout experiences in my career. Yeah. So that's actually, that's interesting, right? Getting burned out on your burnout. (laughs) It's it's very meta. (laughs) You know, I think this is common for those of us that are high achieving professionals that are just really driven. And, you know, I created some space for my 
healing to happen and to reset my life and my priorities, worked part-time for a while and mm-hmm. started to do things that I was enjoying and really loving life again. And then I took on more than I really could chew <laughs> and then stretched myself too thin again and mm-hmm. was burning out on teaching burnout prevention to doctors. <laughs> I think for many of us, if we have the right attitude and perspective and mindset, we see that we're on a journey of personal growth and transformation. And sometimes we can trip ourselves up and repeat patterns of the past. And so definitely it's been part of that journey is becoming aware and setting healthier boundaries and self-care. Yeah, well, I'm really interested in patterns. And actually, I was going to ask you about that because you mentioned I had stretched myself out too thin again. And so is that a pattern for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, even I was just talking to my co-author. We wrote this book, The Power of Awe, and we're both busy professionals. My co-author, Jake Eagle, is a psychotherapist in Hawaii, and we were reflecting how we planted a little seed with our project. So basically, we're both mindfulness teachers, and I had taught mindfulness to hundreds of chronic pain patients, and he leads a spiritual community called Live Conscious. And we both had the experience that we would find our participants would struggle trying to find 10 minutes a day to meditate and to do self-care. So we we came up with this idea of, well, what if we could have mindfulness be on the go, like these micro doses of mindfulness that you could take wherever you are at any place. And so together we created this idea of what became the awe method. It's this three-step mindfulness technique that takes about 10 to 15 seconds to do. And we actually studied it in two large robust studies. But the idea was just an initial creative idea of like, well, maybe we can find a better way for people to access mindfulness on the go and microdose it throughout the day. And then out of that comes two large clinical research studies and publishing academic papers and writing a big book with a major publisher. So, you know, like it's amazing how the little seed turned into this, this massive undertaking. And now, you know, we're building a following online and websites and all the marketing. Are you saying and, uh, that like when you started this, you had this idea to do something small and then you stretch yourself out too thin in trying to do all the things that came out of that? Well, I mean, I think what it is, is that I'm also still a clinician. I see patients and I'm still working as a clinician. And then I have a full-time practice doing that. And then I brought on, on top of that, a whole research aspect of my career. Now I did this research on awe and we're doing even more studies on awe with like long COVID and awe and heart disease at the University of California here. So, so yeah, I'm a researcher, I'm a clinician. And on top of that, you know, wrote this book now teaching at different conferences. You wear uh, a lot of hats is what you're saying. I wear a lot of hats. Yeah. And plus I'm a part, you know, I'm a father and (laughs) a partner and have a lot of outside interests. I love to be out in nature and to enjoy a good quality of life. So yeah. And when you write, and I'm sure as you know, and for many of us, the opportunities just keep arising, right? That then after you write a book or you do research and you get papers out there, it's a blessing, but they keep contacting you, wanting you to teach and yeah. and share the wisdom out there in the world. Yeah. My question yeah. to you is, you know, you've had burnout happen in two different contexts, and now you're in this position where you've got this new project and it's going well, and you've got a lot of opportunities showing up. How do you prevent burnout from happening a third time? Well, you know, that's a great question for my co-author and I, we're really working on that for ourselves. And I think a big part of it is the awe practice that we teach and write about and research is really transformed for us the way in which we're living and approaching our lives. One of the key principles that we talk about in our book and we've noticed from our research is that when you're practicing this awe method and you bring daily experiences of awe into your life, it teaches you to live with more presence and more ease. 
versus when most of us are living in our lives, we, we come to life with a lot of force. We're pushing, we're yeah. striving, and awe is a reset button to the nervous system to bring us back to the present moment and to experience the vastness and wonder and the beauty of life. And so I think from that, it's been a different journey this time because we always have awe to go to. And awe is accessible anytime in any place. And that's the beauty of the practice. So here's a question. I, what I'm hearing you say is that, so really the transformation is going from being this doer where you're constantly striving, you're doing tons of things and you're stretching yourself out too thin to incorporating these awe moments, which is really like mindfulness little moments where you're bringing yourself back to the present. But my question is, do you think that simply incorporating that while still stretching yourself out thin can be enough to prevent burnout? Well, I think the two come hand in hand where you start the practice and you realize that I think you have more of an awareness that when you are stretching yourself too thin, you become aware at a much more, I guess, a faster, it's more obvious. I think when you have a lot more awe in your life and you're experiencing the benefits of an awe practice, the benefits include experiencing time slowing down, more spaciousness in the moment, your mind slowing down, mm. more sense of presence. And I think if you are in the busyness of life and you're taking on too much, I think you just become a little bit more aware of that at a faster clip. And then you can make choices that are healthier to balance yourself out. But I do think the practice alone is extremely effective at helping people. I mean, we did a one of our studies was on 200 doctors and nurses at the height mm -hmm. of the pandemic. This is in June of 2020, frontline care workers teaching them this quick method of experience a moment of awe. We asked them to do it just three times a day for 10 to 15 seconds, so less than a minute a day. And we saw a statistical significant decrease in burnout, and anxiety and depression. And at that time, we know that over half the doctors, like 20,000 doctors were surveyed by the American Medical Association, and they were all struggling with severe burnout. And this technique was very effective in just helping people. Because what it does is it resets your nervous system. You can have an intense patient visit and then take a brief moment of a pause, awe moment in between that patient care visit, mm -hmm. and then reset your system and come fresh to the next patient care visit. And you also can bring this into the room and have a moment of awe with your patient, which is really special. So together, you're having a shared moment of connection and awe because the benefits shared. It's a beautiful thing is that awe is contagious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what I heard you say is twofold. One is that it serves you in those in the moment where you're maybe feeling stress accumulating throughout the day to just reset. And that as a result of taking these 10 seconds to check in with yourself three times every day, that you become more self-aware of how you feel. And maybe from that place of self-awareness, you're making better decisions that can prevent burnout. Like maybe I don't need to keep going right now. Like maybe this is it for today, right? And Definitely. maybe I go take a break or I go rest or I just shut it off and, you know, go read a book or go to sleep, right? Because I'm tuning in, which, you know, when we're so focused on the work and the to-do list, we aren't tuning in, we aren't paying attention and we're not really listening to our bodies, we're kind of like, well, I still got to finish this, right? And it doesn't matter what it's costing me. Whereas when you're forcing yourself to tune in, it does bring that awareness and it starts to creep into your decision making, which is super yes. cool. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. I love it. It's very easy, very quick, as you say, very accessible. You could do it from anywhere and it's free. So we love and it. And it's free. Things. 
Yes. And, and it's effective. What I love about this is that we have the science to back it up. So yeah, it, it's a free, widely available. Well, I mean, you can really have a moment of awe anywhere. I mean, we can share a moment of awe together right now, even, you know, just being in awe of, of the conversation and the technology that brings us together and people can listen to what we're sharing. I mean, there's just awe to be held moment to moment every day. So Michael, we know now that it is really effective. We know that it's simple. We know that it's accessible. There's all these really great benefits. But how exactly does it look? If I want to incorporate this strategy of taking three 10 to 15 second moments of awe in my day, what do I do? Yeah, so it's a great question. So in our book, we talk about the awe method in a lot more detail, but I'm happy to give you know the listeners a, a taste of it right now. I'm also mindful that when I listen to podcasts, I'm usually driving in the car. So I don't want to give someone an orgasmic experience where they are so a heightened level of consciousness that they might get in an accident or something, but we'll give it a taste here. And then, you know, please visit our website. We have the free meditations and videos that explain the awe method in more detail as well as the book. But okay. So the word awe is an acronym Hmm. that we use. So A-W-E and it's a three-step process. So A is attention. So what we're asking you to do is to bring your full undivided attention to something that you value, appreciate, or find amazing. So right now, like we're in this conversation and I can be in awe of the microphone that you're using and the technology and how it works and just takes a voice, transforms it into electrical signals, which then we can like share and listen through across the ethers of the internet and on podcasts. It's just incredible. So just identify anything that you can bring your full undivided attention to for just a cycle of breath. And then the W stands for weight. And that weight is a conscious pause, a mindful pause to just be with that moment. And waiting is a gift. And we forgot about in our modern busy technology world of connection, like that when we wait for others or we wait for ourselves, it's such a blessing and it's the kindest thing and compassionate thing we can do. It's like if you're walking through a door and a friend holds it open for you and they're waiting, I mean, it feels so good. So what we're doing is we're giving ourselves a moment of waiting for ourselves. We're like just holding the door open for ourselves to really be present to that moment of our full attention. And then the E stands for two things, a deep exhale. And when we take a longer exhale, then an inhale, we're stimulating our vagus nerve, which is the master computer of our autonomic nervous system to create that rest and repair state. It's the healing state where our heart rate slows down, our blood pressure drops, and we're resetting our nervous system in a very positive way. And then the E also stands for an expansion. So we're letting that moment really fill us up and expand and get almost bigger than our physical body inside of us. And when you have a moment of awe, quite often, like those extraordinary moments of awe, you know, you'll feel your body have a tingle or chill experience. Let's say you're at Yosemite or the Grand Canyon, you'll feel that, that tingling in your body. And that's because it's such a vast event that it has energy that wants to escape your body. And so what we're doing in these ordinary moments of awe is we're really facilitating that sense of vastness within us by letting that energy or that experience expand within us, kind of mimicking an extraordinary experience of awe. And so it's this three-step process. And once you learn it, and I think what the awe method is, is like we're giving you training wheels and teaching you how to have a moment of awe in the ordinary moments of your day. Yeah. And from our study and what we know and from our participants is that after you learn this for a few days, you start to develop a muscle where you start to have more spontaneous moments of awe, where you don't necessarily need to follow the strictness of this process, but the awe starts to bubble up all throughout the day because you're starting to open your eyes to find awe in these ordinary moments of your life. 
Okay, so let me see if I got this straight. So basically what you're saying, the attention piece of the awe is kind of like a moment of gratitude. I find something to be grateful for, something that I can appreciate. Then I wait, you say. It's like this mindful pause. So am I kind of holding this thing that I am appreciating in mind and just kind of rather than just saying, okay, I, I named this thing, I'm kind of sitting with the idea of the thing for a couple more seconds. Is that the idea? Yeah. So like, let's, let's say where you are right now, let's say there's a house plant that you're looking at the leaf. So one is you're bringing your attention fully to that, that object. And then in the way you are in a sense, marinating or yeah. letting yourself really soak it in, like really okay. being present. And in that moment of doing so, you might notice colors or patterns or things about it that you never noticed before like wow like when i'm really present with this this object or this memory of a person or a concept it just heightens your appreciation if you want to say you know or mm -hmm. connection to that object yeah. okay and then i'm exhaling and so i think the exhale thing is a little bit clearer to me than the expansion thing is the expansion thing like i'm just imagining myself expanding or what does that look like well i think it's different for different people because some people are very kinesthetic and so they can actually maybe imagine energy going out into their extremities or sometimes you might use it in your mind's eye where you can think of the energy like a light expanding out of you it's just that i think for some people it's also the idea of letting it get bigger than yourself mm -hmm. you're letting the experience just kind of grow and grow and let it just like almost become a part of who you are. Okay. Like, yeah. You know, different people, the ways in which they're wired, if they're more like auditory or like kinesthetic or visual, there's different ways in which you kind of play with the expansion. Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah. So now we know we've got like this three-step process. Now I bet that when it comes to this idea of awe, people have all kinds of mistaken notions that you probably have to explain and help them get on the right path. Kind of like we did where I'm asking you all these questions and trying to understand it. So what would you say are the three biggest myths that people have around this concept? Yeah, sure. So, you know, one of the myths is that awe is only experienced by extraordinary people in extraordinary circumstances. And the truth is, is that awe is accessible to everybody. It's like really our birthright to to experience moments of awe throughout our day. And we're wired that way. It's actually part of our physiology. But the thing is that we've lost touch with it. And there's mm -hmm. been research that's been done that shows that Americans experience the least amount of awe than any culture or people on the planet. You know, and that's a longer discussion about why that is. But what we're helping people do by learning the awe method is to begin to open our eyes to the sense of wonder and the beauty of life that we've forgotten in our busy, connected, technological lives where we're always on our devices. Like what this is, is resetting our nervous system and opening us up and we're building an awe muscle so that we can have on ordinary moments. And that's what's really unique about our research is that it's about ordinary awe and that ordinary people can have that. I love that so, idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's I mean, suitable. It, it, <laughs> so the second myth is, is that awe is only a temporary emotional response and has no lasting impact on the nervous system. And what we know from our research is that we ask people to really microdose a brief moment of awe at least three times a day. Mm -hmm. And what we know from our data that was collected is that the more times that you dose awe, the more benefit you have. We saw a 
for example, 35% reduction of depression. Again, this is at the height of the pandemic and, you know, hundreds of participants in our studies, which is just, you know, incredible, like decreases of anxiety, loneliness, decreases in chronic pain, improvements in overall health and well-being from a very simple practice that over time, what it's doing is it's changing our neurophysiology and we can actually measure the benefits of how this is practice is helping people. Can I ask you something? You guys are really only asking people to spend 10 to 15 seconds, which is like incredibly short and is quite astounding because, you know, when we tell people to maybe practice meditation, we're usually telling people like try to do like 10 minutes a day, right? Because, you know, 20 is too much, an hour is impossible, <laughs> you know, maybe five is okay, but it's probably not quite good enough. You know, we're trying to steer people towards like a good 10 minutes. Now we've gone from like 10 minutes to 10 seconds. And to me, it's amazing that if you just spend 10 seconds, you can have these incredible effects on your health and mental health. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the beauty is we have the science to back it up. And that's why we came up with this method. I mean, we are both mindfulness teachers and we would teach classes and people say, I don't have time to meditate 10 minutes a day. I don't have time to meditate five minutes a day. Now, everybody has time for a cycle of a breath. Everyone can meditate for five to 15 seconds while you're in line at the grocery store, when you're at a red light, when you're making coffee in the morning and you're, you're waiting for your, you know, your machine to pump out the coffee. You can sit there and have a moment of awe. You can have a moment of awe, you know, making your meal and watching pancakes cook. I mean, there's just lots of awe to be had. It's endless. As lots you, you, to you begin had. to open your eyes, you can have a moment of awe. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of this practice is that it's accessible to be had anywhere, anytime. I mean, you can have it in the TSA line at the airport and have a moment of awe of the quirkiness of different people or, and how people stress themselves out in lines. <laughs> so good. A, that's a moment of awe. All right. So, yeah. so far we said that it's not true that awe is something that can only be experienced by extraordinary people in extraordinary circumstances, that in fact, we can have it in ordinary moments. And it's not true that it's only a temporary emotional response that doesn't have any lasting impact. You're saying that the more you dose on it, the more it actually can change your physiology. Correct. Okay. Yeah. You got one more for us? Yeah, one more myth. So that awe is a personal experience that cannot be shared or transmitted to others. And actually, what we know from our research also is that awe is contagious. And when we share our awe with others, we inspire awe in others. On our website, we have what we call a moment of awe page, where you can post your moments of awe Aww. and read other people's moments of awe. And it's really amazing how someone sharing their awe can trigger an awe on you. And what we share in our book, and I'd like to, if it's okay, just read like a few paragraphs real quick. We have the time, but this is more than a self-help technique because in the implications go well beyond just personal transformation. We're wired to attune to others' behaviors and moods. Our nervous system senses the emotions around us too. Just as being the recipient of a warm smile can lighten our mood when we're in awe, we feel those around us feel it too. Awe is contagious, and so practicing the awe method is one not-so-small way we can contribute to the world. In this book, we've covered how the awe method is grounded in science and that a whole body of science supports that awe changes lives. So we have a big, simple crash ending to the power behind the simple practice of the awe method. If practice enough by enough people, a critical mass as it were, everyone would experience a significant heightened shift in consciousness because awe changes us. And when we share our awe, we change the world. How can we be in awe of someone and physically or emotionally harm them? 
How can we be in awe of the natural world and destroy it? How can we be in awe of life itself and not live as if every day were a miracle? In awe, the tone of every conversation from the personal to the political shifts from having an agenda to being open and curious. Our conversations impact how we raise our kids, how we help our aging parents, how we treat our spouse, how we participate in community, and how we mentor or supervise people. We can think of no downside to practicing the awe method because awe is the light, the appreciation of nature and different cultures, the curious and open mind, the generous and giving soul, even during times of darkness. These days, we need awe more than ever. So awe awaits you and surrounds you in the ordinary moments of your life, like the view of the stars that fill the night sky. Awe is free and available. All you need to do is pay attention to what you value, appreciate, and find amazing. Wait, and then exhale and expand into the unlimited timelessness of awe. Well, you know, Michael, we started out by talking about how you can get burned out on your burnout. And I'd like to finish by saying that I'm in awe of your awe concept. (laughs) (laughs) It's very cool. And I love that it is so doable for people to spend literally 10 seconds and have such a transformation. So thank you for coming on the show and sharing this with us. I think this is really great, not just because it's a great idea, but because you have the science to back it up. So we actually know that it works. So if you're listening to this, I challenge you to practice taking three moments of awe a day Try it for 30 days and then come back and tell us if you've noticed any changes. I'd be very interested to hear everybody who's listening in on this. This could be a very cool experiment. So again, Michael, thank you so much. And if somebody is interested, where can they find the book? Yeah, so you can find the book at hopefully your local bookstore or also, of course, online at the major booksellers like Amazon. But I know local bookstores love your support, need it more than ever. And we're at thepowerofawe.com. And there is, we have an online course, um, free videos and meditations and a lot of resources available to help get you introduced to the power of awe. And would love people to drop us a note as well um, at info at thepowerofawe.com. Drop me a message. Let me know if you have any questions or love to hear your story. If you find the awe method is helping transform your life. We're getting lots of incredible feedback from readers and also know from our research how effective the practice is. So thank you so much, Sharon for welcoming me to your show and getting to meet your community of listeners. And I can't wait to uh, hear about how Oz helping transform your burnout as well in your life. Amazing. And we'll have all of the links in the show notes. If you are driving, don't worry, we got you covered. Now for all of you thinkers out there, what did you think of the show? If you're a feeler, how did hearing this make you feel? And for all of you doers, what are you going to do based on what you've heard? Now, regardless of what your personality code is, my goal is to spread the word that burnout is a unique experience. And by decoding it, you can find solutions that are equally unique to you. Help me spread this message by subscribing to the show on Apple or Spotify and leaving us a review telling us what you think, feel, or do differently because of the show. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can also leave me a comment or questions to answer in future episodes. And please recommend the show to anyone struggling with burnout. And if you're ready to take the next step with me to DYB, go to decodeyourburnout.com and I'll see you right back here next week. Bye, everybody.